You're listening to the Outdoor Podcast, probably presented by Six Hour and created by Bowhunter Planet. Enjoy the show. everyone welcome to the outdoor podcast it is myself tim mazarana along with dave and kevin in the studio tonight and uh, do you know what time it is dave i don't know it's time to go wild and uh, on the uh, with, with us tonight is jacob knight from time to go wild.com jacob how are you doing great how are you doing good deal man i you know i'm excited to to, to hear about time to go wild um i, I wanted to start off because I, I think a lot of people might be new to, to hearing about this. And I wanted to just start off with what is time to go wild, the background, how you guys got started, just kind of give us the basics if you don't mind. Yeah. Well, so most people that do know us will know us just as go wild. Our, our domain URL is time to go wild because uh, there were, there's a casino that owned go wild. So we're not willing to pay what they were asking for yeah. us to buy that domain. <laughs> so time to go wild is what you get. Uh, but if you're looking for us in the, either app store, it's Go Wild uh, is the the name of the platform. And, you know, it's Android, iOS. We have a big presence on the web as well. Um, you know, I can kind of talk through the, the evolution of what Go Wild is. But it was really started just to, to become an alternative to modern uh, Instagram, Facebook, where there's a little bit of hatred out there for hunting and shooting sports and uh, you know, our founders wanted a spot where outdoorsmen and women could come, communicate with each other, talk about experiences, learn to get better without getting blasted for some crazy animal rights uh, opinion. Something awesome. that this industry needs for sure. We, we've we done a lot of talking over the years around the algorithms, right? And uh, in all the social media apps. <clears throat> You know, you say something the wrong way or you post something, you know, 10 different times. And then that 11th time, all of a sudden it violates their community guidelines. And, you know, not to mention the fact of, you know, the, the haters out there and all that kind of stuff. So um, I, I love these types of um, these types of things where it's about bringing a community, get together, educating the community Um you know, bringing more people into the, into the hunting community. Cause everybody, everybody needs more of that. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, and, you know, it's what we've seen to play out is that you kind of have the people that have never joined another social platform of any kind. They were just kind of at arm's length from it, from the beginning, um, have found this to be a welcoming spot because <laughs> it's their people. They don't have to worry about, you know, getting, um, getting flack for shooting guns or, or hunting animals. So yeah, it's really become a, a very welcoming spot. That's awesome. So, so when did you guys first start? So the idea was really kicking around in 2016, but we came out of a beta phase in 2018 by the time, you know, the guys had built a product that could be used and uh, in the app stores and those kind of things. Good deal. And how has it been received so far? Like, has there been a lot of uptake with membership and new membership kind of still growing? Yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's been really good. I wouldn't say that it's astronomical growth. We're a startup. We have not done fundraising to be able to get multi-million dollar marketing budgets to go, you know, just really blow it out of the water and have every 
influencer and ambassador out there talking about it. So we've really grown kind of organically. Uh, actually, podcasts have been a huge growth spot for us, whether it's us sponsoring shows or working with shows or being on shows. That has been a, a huge growth mechanism for us. Um, but yeah, they, it has steadily grown over the years. Uh, we've had an evolution over the last couple of years where we started selling gear in the platform. And that's been obviously another awareness mechanism. What mechanism is that people are coming to buy stuff from us and, and find out about the platform that way. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so in using this, like, uh, so I have it here, I have it on the, uh, my phone. So I've been using it for a couple of weeks and uh, it's, it's actually flows pretty well. My questions are like, so, so I have 600 points. I'm assuming that's from stuff I've, uh, if I post, I get some sort of points, right? And you can use those points towards things. I know you guys already gave me, it looks like a free sticker of some sort. Go wild reward sticker, which actually looks pretty sweet. I just got to check out. I haven't done that yet. But um, so Tim, when you post something, you can actually pick the gear you have. So, which is actually what you used. And so I did, a, I posted a turkey picture. I got my turkey the other day and I posted it um and let's see so i put it turkey on there it says method compound bow the weight of the bird 15 pounds the beard length the type of species which is pretty cool i put eastern um and then it also gets into the gear i use to hunt the turkey and um so i was gonna ask you about that uh real quick is what if what if the bow i use isn't on there so like what if i use the i didn't see a hoyt on there like a vtm 31 i mean or i i don't know if matthews is on there but let's just say i had that one you don't have it so is there a reason it's not on there or i can't choose it yeah so uh the big reason that those brands are not going to be there or even certain products is because we don't currently have a relationship with them and that stems from certain brands are bow pro shop only so matthews and hoyt are great examples of that and so we can't sell their products. And so for us to get their products in the system, we have to get synced up with them, get a product feed into the store. Um, and then what, you know, since we've started selling gear, we don't do as many of those, what we call affiliate connections, where the products are coming from other brands, other retailers and that kind of stuff. And so today you'll see like the bear stuff is in there. A lot of that stuff is coming online where you have more and more bear products that are in there. If it's, if you go try to add your Hoyt, it's not there. You can make a custom piece of gear. So at that point you can go in, spec out your bow, put it in there. Um, and that obviously is not purchasable by anybody, but it is there for you and your gear set up and somebody else can say that they own it too. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. I didn't realize it was for selling purposes other than me just showing off what I use. So now that makes more sense to me. Um, yeah, I see now. I get it. I can pick it because I, I did pick a species EV at one point too because I do have that bow. Um, other question is: so, what's the trail mix mean? Is this like this part of the app? Is this just kind of like what's going on? Or yeah, the trail mix is what most people are are familiar with as a news feed and other platforms. Mm, okay. Um, what's a little bit different about the way Go Wild's content is displayed is that it's not just people you follow; it's more topic based. So, if you follow deer hunting, turkey hunting fly fishing, you're going to get content from people you've never heard of on those topics. And so when you come in and create a profile, you'll select the content that you're interested in, and that will populate your trail mix, which is all of those topics funneling into one spot. If you just want to go see deer hunting content, you can go to that trail and just go to town. Got it. Okay, cool. 
yeah, I was just trying to figure that out. And then um, let's talk about like branded um, shows or, um, you know, uh, content when it comes to content creators. What does the app offer to creators who make content, I guess? Why why should Bowhunter Planet want to put our content on this app, like our videos or our content? What is it? And I'm not saying like money or anything. I'm just asking like, how, I guess, how does it work? Do you get like an area? Are you just a, because you know, like on, on Facebook, you have a personal page and then a business page and it's a business page for the websites, my personal page. So on here, I just create a personal page and I've been posting some of our content, but it's not necessarily a business page. So I guess what, what is the, I guess, how does it work? I guess for that type of stuff. Yeah. So um, check out the hunting public on there. That's probably a good example of how we work with, uh, you know, a, a brand or a content creator, whether that's a group like them or just an individual person. So what we do is we create a customized profile for them um, and, you know, they go in, tag the same gears, similar process that you can do as an individual. And then what's what's kind of interesting that we, you know, we talk to brands about is that everybody's trying to figure out how to utilize uh, their partnerships that they have with ambassadors or influencers. And so this is a great way for the content to actually have the products tagged there. It's not you guys posting a picture of a bow that you're reviewing, you can actually tag that bow right there. You could tag the quiver, everything on it that's going to be there. And so there's there's a great way for content creators to then give back to the brands that they're working with and show, you know, demonstra demonstrated traffic to go purchase these products versus just a pretty picture, you know, that's the bow in the field. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because we always get questions about, you know, gear we're using and all that kind of stuff. So to be able to have a place to go where you can kind of see what everybody's using, um, I think that's important because like you want to know when you want to know, right? If I'm looking for something new, I'm looking for a product to purchase, you know, I'm looking for for one of those influencers that that I respect to kind of get get a handle on what they're using. Um, you can go and do that right in the app. And, and, and by the way, um, for those that are listening, it's a super simple process. I did it literally in the first, I don't know, two minutes or less of us talking here. So it, it was, uh, it was super easy to set up and get rolling on this thing. And it's uh, like Dave was saying, it's a super easy flow to the app. Yeah. I mean, I love the fact that it's geared around hunters, right? I, I feel like yeah. in, in outdoors, men and women, I, to me, that's like where I want to be a part of, and I want to do stuff like that. So I guess my next question is if for a company or, um, like a hunting public type show, is that something they have to go through you guys to get created? Or is it something I just go in and sign up as a company? Yeah, great question. So anybody out there that's interested in setting up a brand page or, you know, a, a custom background um, influencer or show page, definitely hit me up and let me know because we do like a, to take design and, and make it fit the platform instead of just giving free reign to everybody to throw up some picture that's pixelated. We are right. very careful about the user experience and the way it looks. So, um, yeah, reach out to me. Uh, my email is really easy. It's jacob at time to go wild.com. And what we'll do is we'll get some simple inf information from you. We'll get the custom profile set up. And then at that point, you can start posting natively in the platform. But then what's really helpful, I mean, you guys, you're, you're posting on Instagram, TikTok, wherever. We actually have a tool built that will assist in bringing over your content from Instagram to go wild. So oh, cool. it's, it, we can help take one step out of the process. Obviously, we want you coming in, posting, engaging, tagging the gear. Um, but, 
you know, just to, to kind of level or, you know, they'll lower that barrier. We've got that tool set up with Instagram to bring stuff over that you start posting. Absolutely. That's awesome. Sounds great. Yeah. Those are the types of things though. And like, you know, trying to find, uh, you know, I love what I love about it is it's a platform. What, you know, you could say what you want to say about hunting <laughs> and you could, you know, do hunting stuff. And I feel like we, we say this all the time about carbon TV. We love carbon TV. They, they host this show. And it's really important to us because it's a place where we can say what we want and do what we want regarding the outdoors. And it's always been an issue. And obviously that's why you guys set it up is because especially in social media and that, that app you've created is it finally gives us outdoors men and women, the chance to actually do what we want to do for hunting and show it on the platform. I'm sure there's some rules and, you know, terms in there somewhere of something, but either way, I'm just saying like, it's nice. There's something for us by us. <laughs> yeah. Get that, you know Tim? Boo-boo. I did. Boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the rules point, uh -huh. like, yeah, there, there's some oversight because there's children in the platform. Yeah. Um, has to be some for sure. And, and so it, it is, it, trust me, like no hunting stuff is going to get regulated. And what's really interesting to me, uh, I am not an expert hunter. I would have zero problem going in and asking a dumb question. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, everybody's there admitting mistakes, stuff happens. We all know that out in the field. I got up in a tree this year with my, uh, field tips, not my broadheads. Like I'm comfortable posting that and go wild. <laughs> it happens. Because, yeah. yeah. People relate, uh, you know, it, it's a very, it's a very comfortable place to be. Well, what I love about it too, is like, you know, in, in just to, just to be, Honest and Kevin, I I don't mean to throw you under the bus here, Whoa. but our our hunting population is getting older, right? So things like this really help bring in that next generation. So him, <laughs> me, me. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, Kevin. I mean, I I love you, but I don't know. I don't know if you're the most technologically advanced person. Yeah, I I was listening. To you say how you set it, how you set it up in two minutes, and I'm thinking, well, good, come set mine up. <laughs> well kevin I I, my dad is not a this, uh, kevin? <laughs> he is not a seasoned iphone user and he loves the platform dude's okay. on it all the time he's probably one of our our biggest users um so it's he, you'll be able to figure it out if jeff no, I, it, all cards, jacob for real <laughs> it is super simple i just i just had to bring kevin into it that's all yeah, I, I admit it <laughs> So the website is just a, a like a push to the the like. Can I log in through here? Or is this just to show tell me what to do type thing? Yeah, what's what's really interesting about the web platform is it's much more targeted towards the shopping experience because that's where most of the traffic gets there. They're searching for products. We're running ads on Google, and so they come that way. And so it's much more targeted for the shopping element. You're going to start seeing more and more of that content creep into the web platform. Uh, with what we call pursuits. And so you'll be able to shop by pursuit. I'm going to shop just for whitetail gear. What's the best boots for whitetail? And so that's some of the stuff that's going to start servicing. But when you go to to web now and log in, the, the social experience is a little bit different because it's much more targeted at shopping. To, to quick tie in right there with those, when you do shop with us, the big difference is that you will see who and how people are using stuff and uh, are they actually good cool. like is this person killing deer with this bow 
Um, so, you know, it's, that's the next step that you've got with where we're going on the shopping side. That's awesome. I see you guys got a uh, nine finger Chronicles on here. Yeah. We're big fans of Dan. We're, we're actually Dan. on his, his podcast network now. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Dan's the best man. I hunted with him in Texas with Faradine uh, a couple years ago in 2019. We nice. had a great time down there. So we still talk. I just saw him at the ATA show. Actually, he was doing, he did a speech there uh, about media or something. It was pretty cool. It was good to see him. Great guy. Yep. We uh, we're big fans of Dan and um, some of the other guys on his network. We've become really close friends with. Very cool. I'm actually going to follow him real quick. I, I didn't realize he was on here. He just so, so Jacob, um, there's different categories here. I know we, I know we're doing a lot of talking about hunting. Uh, we don't always focus just on the hunting side of things here, but you have a, you have a big stake in the fishing side as well, right? Dude, I am a bass angler. I am first and foremost, I'm a fisherman. You said and bass, so, right? Yeah, I said bass. All right, cool. I'm just making sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, yes, there, there is a ton of angling, ton of fishing content. Uh, you know, if you, if we kind of section things off by what we call pursuits or species. And so it's, it's whitetail deer, Eastern Turkey and largemouth bass. That is the core of who is, is active in go wild. So there is a lot of fishing content on there for sure. Uh, it flows with the seasonality ice fishing comes around in the winter time. Um, and from a gear sales perspective, that is our biggest, biggest growth over the next couple of months is the fishing category. So, you know, the contents there now we're trying to beef up what people can come in and, and learn and buy yeah that makes a lot of sense and we we i think we've seen in the industry more and more um as time goes on the hunting industry used to and really the archery industry used to be really just about archery right it was it was archers and archers only um any sort of other talk you know was was kind of a no-no but I, I think that what we've seen over the last i don't know Dave, maybe two or three years um if not a little bit longer is like people are recognizing that you know as an archer um i'm not just hunting with a bow right i'm i'm outdoors summer fall spring winter and i'm jumping species i'm jumping weapons you know depending on what i'm doing and all that kind of stuff and there's a really big crossover, um, you know, and, and that feeds into some of the other stuff that I've seen just product wise that you have is the camping side of things. Yeah. Fun. Right. It's just, it's outdoors in general, because I don't do just one thing. I know Dave doesn't, I know Kevin doesn't Jacob, I can assure you, you don't. And we've already talked about that, but that, I mean, that's, that's four out of four of us here. And that probably holds true for 99% of the others that, that do deer hunting, archery crossbow all that kind of stuff um there's just a huge crossover with all of it yeah and i mean even going a step further it's the land management aspects the foraging like looking for morels during turkey season like Perfect all that example. stuff yeah. has its own lane uh within go wild there's people that you could come in and just be a bird watcher that hunts mushrooms and you've got your place like you've got your content you've the, the place is there for you so it is literally just general outdoors, everything you can think of. Awesome. Today's episode is brought to you by Sig Sauer, keeping you safe in and out of the field, but also keeping you in the field longer with Sig's lamp of cross rifles, optics, ammo, and more. Learn all about it at SigSauer.com. Also brought to you by Tinks, Dead Downwind, Burris, Vapor Trail, Stokerized, Arizona Archery Enterprises, Apex Rewards, and Easton. 
Last year, Reveal by Tacticam quickly became the most sought-after scouting camera in America, making cellular scouting available to any hunter. We ask our users how we can make this outstanding camera even better, and this is our answer. Introducing the all-new Reveal X. Even easier setup, better battery life, faster trigger speed, on-demand HD photos, extended detection range. This season, find out what all the buzz is about. Get a new Reveal X by Tacticam. Enter the Apex Outdoor Rewards Turkey Challenge in your state. Over $120,000 in cash rewards. Limited number of entries allowed statewide. Every bird is a possible winner. Reward your passion at apexoutdoorrewards.com. Gotta love so, the camping part of it. Gotta love it. Yeah, no, the camping season is, uh, you know, we're, we're in Michigan, so we're a little bit more north than you are. So our, our weather is a little bit more more cold, but I usually kick my season off um, in April, and we did that a couple weeks ago. Thankfully, it was the uh, the 70-degree week that we had, so it was absolutely perfect camping weather. But uh, we're out in about, I don't know, anywhere from 30 to 50 days a year um, out oh, camping wow. as, a, as a family. So. We do a lot of that, and I know Dave. Your Dave's actually we're we're going on a little little family thing here in a couple of weeks, aren't we? Uh, we canceled that. Oh well, you know, kidding, kidding. I just throwing no, I was messing. I, I was actually my heart was <laughs> my my shoulders like got a little bit, you know, because I knew. Here's the thing: when you said that you were going, and I didn't know you were going at first. When you said that you're going, uh. the first thing I thought of is, man, now we got to cook for eight people. <laughs> Ah, you're good. You're good. Don't worry about it. I'll send so you how, the bill. How far north are you guys? We're just in the Detroit area, but I mean, we okay. camp all over the place when it comes to camping. I mean, we're, I'm not, I'm not a poet. Like me personally with the family, we've been all up and down the East coast um, from George all the way up to Boston at this point on, on camping trips and all over the UP for over a month and all that kind of stuff. So but uh, we're right out, you know, right, right around the Detroit area. And, uh, you know, but we hunt west side of the state, northern part of the state, all that stuff. Yeah, we're pretty spread uh, out. Got some guys in Illinois, uh, Indiana. Um, we have people up north in Michigan. We call it up north. That's how we talk as Michiganders. And uh, Kevin hunts in the, the UP sometimes of Michigan, the Upper Peninsula. Um, and we'll go up there. Jamie's dad's got a cabin up there, too. So we try to go up there when we can and. It's beautiful up there. You get up there, it's what they call God's country, and it's just the freshest air. Like I can't explain it. It's amazing. Yeah, completely yeah, I, different world up in the UP up there. So, Jacob, have you been out turkey hunting? I have, man. I've been out uh, four times at this point. I'm going back out Sunday with a couple guys here from the office. Um, I have. I am not a successful turkey hunter. I have <laughs> hunted turkeys more than 12 times um since i started hunting and have yet to kill a bird and i have a good feeling about this season i mean if i didn't i'd be wasting a ton of time and money but you know it's it is probably the most fun even though i've been the least successful because get the birds talking kind of chase them a little bit run into them scare them off like you know it's it's exciting stuff there is something about a turkey hunt um I love it because we usually do a buddy hunt, right? Um, so we're, we're usually sitting with somebody else, hanging with somebody else. Cause it's one of those hunts where like, you don't really have to worry about being quiet. You don't have to worry about scent control. You just gotta stay, you know, relatively chill and not move around a, a much because they're visual. Um, but, but once they come in, once they come in, once they, 
once you get them to call in and that's that's all cool stuff too by the way because you don't really get that a lot when you're deer hunting there's moments that you do during the rut where you can grunt and they'll you know they'll, they'll come back and all that kind of stuff but turkey man once they, they just get this fixation and they <laughs> they see the decoy and they come out and that's all that they care about it's you just but it, literally anything you wanted and they're just focused on beating up that decoy and it's pretty yeah. cool it's completely different tim and i like literally just got done hunting together we in the middle of the hunt i shot a bird it ran away and these three jakes came out and they started beating up my dead bird and tim and i were laughing so hard like we're like what is going on right now we're just like literally laughing like like loud and they didn't even like care they're like just beating the crap out of saying we're like dying laughing and we're like 20 <laughs> feet away i mean this isn't 40 yards 50 yards we're we're literally like, blind, Dave, Dave at one point Dave at one point because they were beating up his bird so bad um I mean they were they were taking its head and dropping it on the ground they were jumping <laughs> on its face they were sitting on it um he threw a water bottle out of the hunting blind to try to scare him off didn't even phase him didn't phase him they didn't even care I was like what it was nuts Doesn't but if they saw sense. your figure they would take off for sure oh yeah right yeah. or attack you I think you know yeah that guy's been abusing them for months and so they were finally getting their shot that's what we said (laughs) it was the bully turkey he He was was the bully bully got bullied bro (laughs) they are mean mean old birds but uh no good good luck dude that's uh i love turkey hunting there's just something about it i look forward to turkey hunting every year and it's just a different type of camp it's a different type of hunt and it just keeps things fresh and it's exactly and i think you know what part of it is is it's exactly what we need after a long winter yeah um, yeah. to be able to get outside and have a little bit of fun and not have to take it really seriously um but still have good success so you know that same success i was gonna say real quick tim that you know I had a weird experience turkey hunting because not this year, but my first time I went back in like, I think it was 2017 and it, it just, it just all worked. Like it was, it was very strange. I took my bow. I self filmed the hunt in a ground blind. I put the decoys out like pretty far out. I mean, they're about 25 yards out thinking I had to do that. Not knowing I could put them five yards and it still work, but I put them out there and I called, I heard a, I heard a gobble. I look to the edge of the woods. I see this huge turkey come on the edge of the woods. I gobble again. He comes running right in. I mean, literally, it was like, I, I can't believe how easy this is. <laughs> Shot it cool. with my bow, got it. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow, you know, that's awesome. Then the next year, I went and I took my son and he shot same thing, same thing. So he, I'm sitting there with him. The turkey comes flying across the field. He shoots one with a crossbow. We get it. Wow. Every year after that, I can't even see a turkey. <laughs> so I'm like, what is going on? It's like completely different sometimes. Yeah. It is. Yeah, no, it, there's there's times where it's kind of, you know, but that's where I think I like it though, because you can switch it up, right? Like, because usually our MO, Dave, is we're going to sit in the ground blind at first when morning hits. We're going to try and call them in. We're going to try and locate them. Um, but if they don't come in, you can always go after them instead of waiting for them to come after you. Through that, I think yep. that's what I love about Turkey too, is it's not just sit and wait. You got that spot in stock that you can always do, which I love. So yep. Jacob, what are you doing by the way? Are you, are you spot and stock kind of guy or what do you do normally? I, I do. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't like hunting out of a blind. I'd, I'd much rather sit at the base of a tree call and then move, um, probably move too much, but uh, you know, that's, I actually hunt whitetail the same way. Um, I like to, to get down on the ground and see if I can find them. 
I do have nice. a saddle that I've started using too, because it allows yeah. me to kind of combine, you know, the tree stand with being a little bit mobile. And um, yeah, I, I, I like to move as much as I can, probably a little bit too much ADHD to sit there, not just like trying to control the situation. Like, I'm going to go get, get this. How far get, up do you well, go? Especially when it's like slow and boring. And then all of a sudden it just like, yeah, I can't handle this. We got to do something. I do a <laughs> ton of deer me. scouting. My deer <laughs> scouting this time of year is amazing. Like I, I get out there and drop a bunch of pins and mark stuff. Um, that is one thing about moving during turkey season. That's nice. Yeah, for sure. Well, how how far the, up do you go in the saddle generally? How far up the tree? Yeah. Uh, so the canopy is pretty low where I'm hunting. And so I'm probably 15. I'm, I'm not too far up the tree. Cause I, I just got, um, trophy line came on the podcast at the end of the last year. And they're like, Hey, we're going to send you a, a saddle to try. I'm like, thank you. That sounds amazing. But I haven't used it yet because I'm going to use it this year coming up. And we got this great idea to go use it on state land because, you know, we, it's like the best place to use it. Cause you don't have to deal with, you know, putting stands up, taking them down and you could be completely mobile and, you know, we could go find a spot looks good, go straight up at like lunchtime and hunt till dark, you know, it's like perfect. And, um, so I was wondering, cause I was like, I don't know how high I have to go. Like I, I probably won't go that high, maybe 10 feet, maybe 15, I guess now that you said that, like learn a little bit. Cause I'm thinking like, don't really know if I need to be necessarily high because the advantage to this is the deer aren't going to expect anybody in that tree. You know, they're, they're not used to that. Um, so yeah. And I'll never forget that. I learned that from a guy on a high fence ranch one time told me that story. He told me that he's like, Hey, because I asked him, cause they switch sets a lot in these, these ranches, they switch sets. And I'm like, why, you know, I'm like, why do you have to move the tree stand so much? He goes, Oh, you can't leave a tree stand in the same spot. He goes, these deer are so smart they'll, they'll see that spot and they'll never come back around that spot again so when when we went there he was taking sets up and he'd take them down right after the first hunt i'm like oh my god yeah he's like oh yeah hang on tree stands just boom boom i'm thinking wow that's a lot of work you know I'm well, like, but he, he said you have to the, the great that's the great thing about the saddle too is you can get behind the tree and you know you can get yourself a little bit more out of the deer's sight uh, and just frankly, it is fun. Like I legitimately yeah. like going out and climbing a tree with it. I don't like climber stands. They're big. They're con cumbersome. You look like a goofy inchworm trying to get up the tree. The Two feet up, is, one foot down. Where it's at. Yeah. I, I was talking to one of my relatives late, you know, recently <laughs> we were talking about uh, hunting and, and saddles came up and they had no clue what a saddle is. And, and, you know, so I was explaining to them what a saddle is and they're like, well, what's the advantage of it? And it was kind of funny how you just said, you know, you kind of scoot behind the tree because the way I explain it is like, I'm like, all right, so you, you have a pretty big backyard. You have squirrels in your backyard, right? And they're like, yeah. I said, so what happens when you go outside? What does that squirrel do? It, it runs to the tree. And I said, well, where does it go? He said, it goes to the backside of the tree. I said, saddles the same thing. You know, you're, you're trying to use that tree as cover and the deer aren't expecting it. And if they come from one side, you can kind of move around to the other side and you're using that natural camouflage. So yep. it's pretty cool using yeah, nature and, against nature and, and drawing your bow behind a tree is way different than sitting out on front of it, you know, trying to try and get the shot off. So when I, I when I, I was like at it. the total archie challenge, uh, well, actually ATA two now, but the total archie challenge last year, which we're going to coming up again, but that 
um trophy line was there and they sh- they walked me through i actually put it on they, they had me hang on their fake tree whatever right there and it was pretty cool like he was showing me all the moves like you could take your shoulder and move it around and you're all of a sudden you're like and he's like that's the money shot that's the photo shot everybody wants you know because it's like this hanging off like ankle shot but the whole way you center your weight in your body it's pretty impressive really uh and it's very comfortable very 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 comfortable and uh i can see myself sitting up there opening up a root beer you know pop holder in the tree a little sandwich you can see it being a very fun time tim you know what i'm saying i i, I have a feeling you're gonna figure out a way to rig a cup holder on oh for sure i'm not rigging oh, nothing somebody's already done yeah. Yeah. it's already done <laughs> yeah that's what's what's funny about saddle hunting just the the entire industry of saddle hunting is that they're all tinkerers and mm-hmm. so there's 3D printing companies out there making little widgets for every little thing that would help you. And oh uh, yeah, it's been fun to watch. That's actually been like the the best category for us, uh, because the big boys aren't aren't really touching it yet. And so yeah, we've kind of found our niche in the mobile hunting space, and that's a big spot we're going to continue to grow over the next years. Yeah, how can cool. we kind of go full on into the mobile hunting scene? That's awesome. Have think, you ever just gotten so bored out hunting that you just swing on it? Use it no. Swing? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. When I get bored, I usually try to shoot possums or squirrels. But... <laughs> there you go. I, I was it. thinking, uh, you know, when I when I had been, I so I've heard of saddles, but I really didn't do much with saddles uh, until I was approached at the uh, Total Archer Challenge by Trophy Line, but last year, and they're like, hey we really want to show you this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. So I went over, we, like I said, I went through it with them. I was pretty impressed. And then, then I start like really kind of honing in mentally on all the brands that have these. Right. And I'm like, and there's like two or three at that show alone. There's like this latitude. There was uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's a couple others. I'm yeah. So there's a bunch of them and they're like, you know, and I'm like, wow, there's so many, you know? And then, and then I was at the ATA show and uh, I was talking to a buddy at a different brand, and he's like, "Oh, I have a saddle hunt company too." I'm like, "You got your own saddle company? What the hell is this? Everybody's starting a saddle company?" I'm like, "Yeah, you know, you're going up against all these guys. that already got all this amazing stuff, right?" He's like, "Yeah, I know, but ours has something, something, something." I'm like, "Okay, like that sounds awesome." But I didn't realize how big it's become so fast. You know how many companies are jumping in on it. You know, and I bet you it's only a matter of time before the big companies just buy those companies out because then they'll have it in their portfolio, you know? Yeah. I mean, once uh, Johnny Morris figures out how to build one uh, you know, it's, they're not, they're not complicated, (laughs) you know, they're, they're not a complicated thing. Like, yeah, there's a lot of tweaks that guys using them have made to improve things, but you know, and for the most part, it's stuff that's readily available for people climbing trees and rock climbing and stuff. So uh, it's going to happen. I mean, but what's really interesting, one of the brands that we met uh, over the last year and hung out with at ATA is Timber Ninja. And so there's companies like them that are kind of more on the, I would say like the low, the higher end, the minorest detail of this one little clasp uh, is so well thought out. And so, um, there's some cool high-end stuff that's coming out too that I think will you know, always have the the purest, the saddle hunting purest that will avoid the big box stuff. They'll keep going to these brands that are innovating on on little simple stuff to help it. So is this app um, is this app 100% free for the user? Yep. 
Okay, yeah, because I was just trying to think to how that account. works. And so for for the user, it's one hundred percent free, and then you guys survive by. I'm assuming the sales of of products. You get a, a piece or something. I'm assuming. Yep, selling gear, and then we also sell marketing, advertising, content campaigns, and stuff. Nice. Um, and you know, in the beginning, that was our main revenue stream. And once 2020 happened and marketing budgets got put on hold, that was when we really started to try to figure out some other way to give a revenue stream coming in and the gear, it was already being talked about. It was already, people were already posting links to gear. And so that just kind of led us down the path to where we are today. And did you guys make this app in house or did you have to like hire someone to do this app? Cause it's a pretty sweet app. That's why I asked. It's like very, yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah. It's, it's all homebrewed. Um, we have been fortunate to, uh, our, our four founders are, you know, Brad's kind of the sales idea guy. Uh, and then Zach is a data scientist. So you got the, the data wow. infrastructure side of it. Chris is the app developer who's done stuff with NASA and some massive Jeez. companies. So uh, just the pedigree is good. And then Donovan, our designer, is one of the better UI designers I've ever come into contact with. Um, and so it just happened. I mean, it, it was calculated, but it happened that those four guys came together. And so the, you know, everything is very well thought out. Everything is very well structured um, and built here. We've grown very slowly. Our team is small. Everybody's putting on every hat that they can to make this thing hum. And so it's, it's all done here, 12 person team. So it's, uh, it's fun though. It's, it's a challenge, but it's fun. Yeah, the design looks amazing. Like the designer's killing it. Like, <laughs> and then the functionality. That's what I was gonna say. Is everything's so flawless. It works so good, and you know, back and forth. It's very impressive. And the only reason I asked that is because something of that nature, of that quality, of that nature, is like a Facebook or a, a, you know Instagram or you know what I mean. Like where these obviously these guys are making billions of dollars, right? And you guys obviously don't have that. So that's why I asked the question because it seems to me like this app's right on par with the, those kind of technologies you know and capabilities yeah and there's some stuff that people expect in social platforms that we just flat out can't do because we don't have the manpower or cash flow to be able to do it um yeah and that's not because we don't want to or think it's a good idea but we have to make decisions on on what's the best for our growth and continue the the platform the way it is so uh you know there there will be things that come in the future that people are used to from other social platforms. Something we always get asked for is groups, Facebook groups, Facebook groups. And the what happens in Facebook's group, Facebook groups is kind of becomes this closed off circle. We want Go Wild to be that entire thing. You know, there's no yeah. reason to come in and just talk about Ohio Whitetail. Come in and talk yeah. about Whitetail on the platform. And then we have a near me feature where you can just see the stuff that's for Ohio. Um, so, you know, uh, there's elements of, of what the big boys have done that we won't do um, for this reason or another, but we have, we've been very fortunate to have good talent that allow us to do some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the groups. I, I, you know, I've used them on Facebook. We've created many groups on Facebook. Uh, we, we own a couple groups on Facebook, but to be honest, I, I feel like it's just a big disaster. Like they're just very cumbersome and, don't get me wrong. There's some good people in there having great conversation, but there's also a whole bunch of scam artists and like all these yeah, issues. You got to manage it. I'm just like, this is terrible. Like, I don't even want this anymore. 
trying to take myself off of these things we created. I'm like, I don't even want to deal with this anymore. It's so stupid. And I understand people want to create groups that want to create something, right? Like, like, oh, I want my own group, right? It's like having my own brand or something, identity. So that's, I think, why people want those groups. And don't get me wrong, it's it's nice to be able to, like, direct market an advertisement to somebody but at the same time like i don't know if they really care they see it and they're like oh god you know i don't care about that i just want to buy a bow or whatever you know a used bow so i don't know but i think you're doing the right thing by trying to keep it as a larger thing honestly because i think once you get into those group things it gets a little tricky yep yeah the whole uh, monitoring and management side of it is it's it's too hard to to think through all those tools that you need to get put at somebody's disposal to, to manage those groups. So not there for us right now. Yeah, for sure. Well, Jacob, man, we appreciate you joining. Um, It's always good to have, like I said, technology like this um, that we can talk about that brings the community together. Uh, Cause we, everybody needs that. Right. I mean, people that are looking for, uh, things out there on, on, on the internet and social media can't find it because the algorithms that are out there and, and if they go to uh, download your app, go wild on, on the app stores, Android and Apple, um, you know, go out and get it. There's a lot of cool content on there. And I've just been, I've been surf, searching and, and floating through the products. you got a lot of good products out there, great brands uh, that they can look at. So if you're looking at getting started, um, you know, wanting ideas to what products to buy. If you're just getting started, they got a lot of great things out on their website um, and in their app, their website, time to go wild.com and uh, the app in the app store, go wild on Android and Apple. So Jacob, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. yeah tell, you, tell your dad that expect to call to help me set up my thing too. <laughs> okay. I, he might answer. I, I can't promise he'll answer the phone if he knows how to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs>